0: The latest on sport in the southwest. Out of bounds. Triple M.
1: I tell you what, I'm a bit excited about this next guest. Oh, too. well, please do your introduction. Well, I tell you what, if he's as hard to catch on the footy field <laughs> as he was to get a hold of, uh, I pity the people out there. But it's. I'm looking forward to it, having a chat to the boy up Brook coach in Ryan Lloyd.
0: Good day, mate.
2: How you going, guys?
0: Going wonderfully, Craney, As let, let's actually talk about the process of you trying to get right on this show because you've been trying for six months, haven't you?
1: Uh, I've been trying for a while. Yes. And he goes, that cranny's number again. Yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: blame you, to be honest, Ryan. I mean, I but see cranny's uh, number actually, pop up every actually, single week, and let's be honest, I think the exact same bloody thing sometimes.
1: Actually, Ryan, I've I done the bad thing by you actually talked to Ryan's wife. And his, oh, no. And he talked, she talked you into it, didn't you, mate? Oh, no.
2: Yeah, most people have to do that. I'm. I'm apparently hard to get older, so anyway, <laughs> I'm, I apologise for
0: that. No, um, no, you've done the right thing. Hey, uh, Boy up, brook. we know the uh, sort of situation that's going on with the club, just the one win this season, but what, what's the energy like at the club with just a couple of rounds to go?
2: Um, look, it's it's not too bad, really. Um, it's been one of those seasons it has been a bit tough, but um, we've got a good core of uh, local blokes that are pretty committed, so it's made a difference.
1: First year at the helm, mate. Um, how are you enjoying league footy coaching? Um,
2: well, it was good. And, and Well, I am enjoying it, but it's just been sort of one of those frustrating years where we've had, had injuries and then uh, a few blokes left and a couple went travelling and work commitments and those kind of things. It's made it a bit tough to get the same players
1: on the track week in week out.
2: So, yeah, it's just, but, it's, but otherwise I have been enjoying it,
1: yeah. Are you still running around and getting the kick? How tough is it to be a playing coach in two thousand
2: and nineteen? Well, I'd preferably probably like to spend a bit more time on the bench, but hmm. with numbers this year we um yeah, I'm spending a fair, fair majority on, on the field, so which is probably not, not ideal, but um I'm enjoying the role so uh, there we go for the last couple of couple of rounds to finish off of the year.
1: Now mate, you obviously when you first took over the coaching role, you would have had a certain game plan in your mind to play. Have you had to change that or modify that style as you've gone on with your playing group changes?
2: Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, We, well, we did have a certain game plan that we did have at the start of the season that we did want to implement, but um, things got uh, changed as soon as players went in and out with injuries, and then we sort of started to struggle with numbers, and then so we've sort of got a probably four or five blokes each week doubling up, which makes it tough to try and uh, implement the game plans you want. So we just want to really get the, the simplest things done well at this stage.
1: And how's young Ben Thompson going, mate? He's become on the show mate, before. Yes. How's he faring?
2: He's having a terrific year. He um, took on the captaincy this year and he's playing really good footy. He's put in the hard yards from pre-season and um, it's showing and he's, he's probably one of our one of our best players.
0: Good to see that the, uh, you know, the bounce effect of coming on this show is working because uh, we expect that you coming onto this show this week means that your coaching performance this week is going to be out of the box. And obviously you've got a tough game this weekend against Bridgetown. Um, we'll obviously touch on more about this maybe in the, in the second half of this interview. But going to a team where they're top of the table, it's, it seems a bit daunting. Uh, what goes through your mind and what sort of message do you send to the players for this weekend's game?
2: Yeah, look at it. Is. Um, they're, in, they're in great form all year for the side debate. Um, yeah, we've probably just got to approach it to try and just work on the things that we want to, to try and get our momentum going for, for the following year. So we're just trying to try and work on the simple things and do them well and hopefully just be really competitive and if not come away with a win.
0: This is Triple M around the Southwest. This is Out of Bounds. Daniel Leach here, Alan Crane over there. Ryan Lloyd is with us, Boylebrook Brook Football Club. He's the player coach, and a pretty good one at that, I'd say, Mister Crane. Yeah, well, yeah, no doubt about that. Yes. So, what
1: what is the keys to Bridgetown? What's the keys to stopping them? I know no one's had. I think it's got close last week. Yep. Where, where do you see their major strengths? Uh, they're running in numbers, and uh,
2: just uh hunger hunger to win the ball is uh, second to none. Um, I think we'd probably just try and take control of the game a bit more and, and keep the ball in your hands. and probably slow them down a bit, but they're, they're really well drilled and and just to just to stop them is, is going to be a tough task.
1: And and what role have you got for yourself this weekend? You've got a Pacific one, or are we just going to sit in the goal square and kick a couple of snags?
2: Oh, that'd be nice to sit in the goal square. That's <laughs> probably where we're lacking a bit. We're um, up forward, but uh, no, look, I've been probably swapping on the ball and into the forward line a bit and then off the bench so yeah just wherever wherever needed then try and go into the to try and instruct the players where to be and just try and help out
1: how does that work have you got someone good on the sidelines with your board um, that uh, bounces so you send the runner to him and back again or how do you work your playing uh, coaching structure
2: uh, yeah, well, um, Caden Atkins, which he was uh, playing, and he's one of the blokes got injured early and did his knee, unfortunately, and he was in good form too. But he's um, he's on the sidelines at the moment for me, helping out doing the board, making moves, and then yeah, Jack Campbell doing the running, sort of runs in between us two, so it keeps him busy.
1: Have you dished out any really good sprays that you walked <laughs> off when you went, jeez, I'm pretty proud of that one?
2: <laughs> um Oh, there a couple of times when I got, yeah, a little bit frustrated and worked up. But um, to the boys' credit, I think they did bounce back a bit. And in the second half of games, we sort of have little lapses. So, yeah, I mean, they do respond. But, um, yeah, I haven't had too many big blasts wide, I think, so anyway.
0: Do the players respond more to the blasts? Or do they they respond more to the sort of silent treatment that uh, coaches might give?
2: Um uh, as a as a group I'm not sure like as a group you can probably give them a blast but you almost need to go to individual players cuz yeah. they all respond in different ways so some need to be just quietly uh, talked to and instructed and others don't mind a rev up
0: I always thought when, you know, playing football, if the coach was sort of using the silent treatment, I thought, no, he really means this. It's not a good thing if all of a sudden the coach has just gone real quiet and just thinking, nah, you guys just don't care, do you? And you're like, no, come on, coach, we (laughs) do. It's fine. But, oh, well, there's the things that happen, aren't they, Crony? They are, mate. They are.
1: So what are the, um, I know it's been a tough season. What are the positives you've seen for the Mm. Boy our Brook Footy Club in 2019?
2: Um, look, we got a good local blokes that are young that's probably having a good year Or Ben Thompson and our back line has been really good. So one thing that we need to recruit probably more is a little bit probably up forward. But our back line in Lance North and and uh, Josh Quinn and Josh stroh have been really good back there. And also we a couple of young young blokes that have really picked up. is Jacob Marsh, his work ethic's it. uh, gone gone through the roof and he's uh, he's paying dividends and. Also, Jack Wilson's given us a bit of run and a bit of uh, skill on the wing. So, but we've got a lot of lot of blokes that um that are certainly improving, and we, we just need to keep them for keep keep them for the next few years, and uh, we'll, be, we'll go places.
1: Would there be a lot of young people in the probably sixteen to twenty five age group around Boy Up that are that are not actually playing that used to play?
2: Um, no, not not so much. I think all the, the the young ones that are here now, they are pretty much playing. It's just we struggle with that age group because we don't have a, have a cult side. So mm. they all sort of go away to boarding school or, yeah, away to work and, yeah, don't, don't have any footy here or, or go to other towns to play cults, which is unfortunate, and we just hope to get them back when, it's, when they get a bit older.
1: Yeah, it's a tough ask, isn't it, country? Mm. But one thing, country towns need a football club, so that's why... Yeah. These guys do such a terrific job. Now you play coaching up in round sixteen, uh, yep. I think coming up. Yes. Last time you played them, you got within four points. Is that sort of a mini grand final? When you, I know you have got to beat Bridgetown this weekend, yes. but are you sort of looking at that one as that's a, that's the baby we want to take home?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, look, we've just week week in week out, we sort of try and improve, and when we've got uh, when we're on and we know we can match it with the sides, but we sort of be become uh, lapsing it in sort of a 10-minute period or even a whole quarter, which cost us a game. And that's what happened in that up game. We, um, The second quarter they came out and kicked five or six straight and sort of that, that was the difference in the end that we couldn't quite peg them back.
0: And I know coming up in the next couple of weeks, you guys have got a very big day coming up uh, for your final home game, the uh, big sort of raffle draw happening on the 17th of August. Uh it's, it's going to be a big day. Cause you know, a lot of people that uh, do help out at the club, they're uh, going to be involved in this a fair bit. I'd say.
2: Yeah, it is. It's good night. It's um good way to wind up the year kind of thing. Yeah. It's uh yeah, you get the uh, first prize and it's five grand, so oh. yeah, odds, odds are better than Lotto. So it, it'd be good to get everyone in town down there, or if, you, if anyone's interested, come along and grab a ticket.
1: Feel like um, Do you reckon know, whoever though. wins that five grand, Ryan, is going to put it on the bar, or are they are going to sneak out the back door and say, see ya? It, it is a bit of a tradition that uh, a bit
2: does go over the bar, but uh, unfortunately it's not all of it.
0: Yes, good point. Uh, Well, I'm sure that'll be a great night nonetheless, but uh, really do wish you guys the best of luck for the last three games of the season. Um, As we said, uh, it's not been the easiest of seasons, but uh, the way that you guys are conducting yourselves, I think is absolutely great to see. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on Out of Bounds, and as we said, best of luck for the last three games this season.
2: No worries. Thanks, guys. Out of Bounds. Triple M.
0: Let's delve into a little bit more of the Lower Southwest Football League with the man that always we... good to delve. Oh, always good to delve, but always good to have our favourite man from the Lower Southwest Football League, the man that's known as Weaver, the Nostradamus of the Lower Southwest Football League, Nigel Reeve. Hello, good
3: afternoon, boys. How we
0: going? Oh, not too bad at all. Um, we do have to quickly uh, touch on last week's games, and in particular, last year's grand final rematch. It felt a little bit uh, deja vu. Yes, didn't it?
3: It, it sure did. And, uh, yeah, look, great game of footy. And, uh, yeah, him's got the result once again. So, yeah, it puts us in a, a bit of a spot. We have to win this week as far as wheat. D-mill again. There I go again. That's all right. We will have to win this week to, uh, to uh, feature in the finals. So, yeah. You yeah. just
0: be thankful we weren't sitting next to you last weekend for that game because otherwise you really would have had just an absolute conniption. I tell you I'm what. D-, D Mill grouping. must just
1: absolutely love Austin Styles.
3: D Mill, people?
1: Yeah. He, he's been well, a thorn in your side. It's another four-letter word, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
3: for most of the game, we sort of, you know, we, it was a, just a great game of footy, and then he popped up, and Jacob West in the last quarter, and and Ryan King's uh, Todd Cooper Cup, uh, Imperials versus Dean Mill last week. So Ryan King, uh, he was dominant in the ruck all day, won their medal. And as I touch on that, Blake East for us won our medal as, as mm. part of the Todd Cooper Cup. So well done to them guys. But uh, yeah, like Austin's a great player and, and always will be. He's uh, only a young boy, so he's got a fair bit of footy in front of him. But if he does
1: that in other teams, I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, How was the crowd down there? The Todd Cooper Cup. That sounds like a great day.
3: Oh, it is. And uh, you know they don't come down as often uh, now as they did uh, once before. There. It's a bit much for them, but uh, they try to get down every two or three years to uh, support the cup in their honour. So they're, they're great people. They they mingle, even though John Todd is uh, you know coached at a real high level AFL level. He's, he's just a great bloke to talk to, and Coops and is, is the same. So uh, in their honour, I think it will last forever. Uh, we hope it does. Between the two clubs and the rivalry is just uh, sort of features on the end of that. So, uh, look they're great people. Great. Great day for the footy, and it was a great crowd as well.
0: Just quickly, on the other two games from last weekend, Coge nut really took it up Goose's to Southerners. Goose's Yeah, Goose's I men. That. Oh, Well, you did, actually, let's be honest. Um, they took it up to Southerners, but Southerners just getting the job done in the end. And then Bridgetown, um, tight one for them, up to half time, but then just went pow. Yeah,
3: Tigers did, uh, yeah, well, matched them for a half, as you said, again, and, um, yeah, Bridgetown have just got that power at the moment. Belief, confidence, and all the rest of it that goes with without losing a game so far this year. But they've got some depth, too, because the, the reserve side had a really good win yeah. as well. Our,
1: and Jordan dropped uh, just a lazy five yeah, again. Yeah, I know.
3: Lazy five. I don't know the guy, but I've seen him play. And, he, um, yeah, he's a class act. And as we we've spoken about on many occasions, that he's going to get plenty of supply there. So the opportunity to kick. A handful and more is always going to be there for him.
0: Speaking of lazy fives, Rodney Jetta kicked five yeah, as well. But uh, Lyndon Muir in game 150 kicked uh, five goals as well. I believe well, he's so. called the whiz. Yes. He whiz? is.
3: and he, oh, I've seen him kick some miraculous goals throughout his career. And congratulations to him. Yes. 150 games down here is, is a huge effort, especially in a 14-game season. So well done to him. He's got a... A little bit of footy left in front of him. He asked me uh, the first game of the year when I retired, I said, oh, I'll be at 36, 38. So
2: he's got
0: another six or eight years in front of yeah. him. So he should get to 250 easy. Oh, there you go. He's locked in for 250, ladies and gentlemen. Just <laughs> write that down in about uh, five or six years' time. Uh, let's go to this weekend's game. Let's start with uh, Bridgetown boy upbrook. I think we know how this one is going to play out, don't we?
1: Big upset. I, oh. Oh. Yeah, Isn't that what you're going to say, Weaver? Big upset. It'll be, be a huge upset and... Uh, yeah, no, I, I
3: can't see Boyup getting over the line. It's just for Bridgetown, they've just got to maintain their form and, and get their structures right, and I'm sure Ray Masters will be on top of that. Uh, he's done a terrific job there all season, so I can't see uh, Bridgetown having any trouble this weekend.
1: No, I think that you might be right there. Yeah, OK. I don't think we have to go out on the limb too far with that one. Probably not. <laughs>
0: the other Saturday game, the Mickey Fox Cup, Southerners and Imperials, there is so much on the line for this particular game. Southerners win, they might just be able to find themselves possibly locking in second spot um, because Tigers only have two games to go in the season. Southerners have got three uh, but if Imperials win this Jesus it just flies the top four right open.
3: And the positive for D Mill is if Imperials win, then yes. Dean will have to win the yeah. day after. But well, it's named after a great stalwart of our league. He's coached five or six premierships across the two clubs, a terrific bloke, terrific player and coach. So um, it should be a good day for those two clubs. But I'd like Southerners to win. Yeah. But I think on current form, I'm going to pick Imperials. Their last three or four weeks has been outstanding, uh, only a couple of points either way, but they've just managed to get over the line. And they're the only team that's run bridge down right to the end, so I'm, I'm thinking Imps might get over the line here. Well, they've won I'm thinking four.
0: You're right. They've won four of their last five, but Southerners themselves have won five of their last six. So, I mean, this is this is a real cracking game, this one.
1: And the, <clears throat> look, the four points are invaluable, aren't yeah. they, on the, the Mickey Fox Cup? So, yeah, absolutely, that'll be a great game of footy. Yeah, Imps are in good form. Southerners. Uh, not
0: to be taken lightly, those yes. Southerners, are they? No, not at all. And then Sunday, your mob, Dean Mill, as you said, very well may know the next day that they absolutely have to win to stay inside the top four up against Tigers. They're a side that have, you know, found themselves in win-loss, win-loss situations in the last sort of few weeks or so. Huge game again.
3: Massive game for both clubs. Uh, if Dean Mill win, you know, they put themselves in really good spot to play finals footy. If they don't, it's going to be really tough with the way the draw finishes out. They've only got two games left. Same for Tigers. We haven't beaten Tigers all year, so now's a good time as any. Mm. Uh, look, You know I'm going to pick Dean Mill, but Dean's last five quarters of footy have been really good compared to what they dished up a few weeks before that, and Tigers just keep on keeping on. They've uh, got a real good band of players, experienced and youth, so uh, it's going to be a great game, and I'm hoping and Wishing,
1: once again, that team (laughs) will get up the line. Tigers have quietened off a little bit, haven't they? At the start of the year, they were looking very much like finals contenders. So they've got a little bit of work to do. Gee, it's going to be hard having that buy at the end
0: for Dean Mill, that
1: last game of the year.
0: And then again, Tigers, they've only got two games to go as well. So, you know, as I said, it, it sort of evens itself out a little bit. But, yeah, that last game of the season, watching on, just going, come on, get the right result. It is going to be tough.
3: Well, if we do the right thing and play good footy, we yes. won't have to worry about that last game. But uh, yeah, it, and Tigers play Sudden's next week, so it. it's, it's a real, real solid end, and the league will be happy with the way it's going. Is um, as far as how it's all panning out come the pointy end
0: of the season. It's an outstanding finish to a season, isn't it? Brilliant finish to the season. And you know who else would be really ecstatic with the the way that uh, this segment has gone? The Lowest Hours Football League, because Nigel Reeve, again, as always, absolutely outstanding. Uh, Nigel, 10 out of 10, as always. Thank you for joining us. Look forward to doing the same thing next week. All right. Catch you next week, guys. Out of Bounds,
1: Triple M have, and it's the first time he's been on here, and I don't know why we've waited so oh, long just, to get him on. Oh,
0: I just feel like this is uh, an error in
1: our ways. He is the captain of the Kerry Park Football Club, nice. reigning fairest and best nice. out there. Say no more. We
0: have Jackson Bell. Good day, buddy.
4: How you going, Crony and Dan? Thanks for having me on the show.
1: No,
0: thank you for taking the uh, time to have a chat to us. Um, quickly back to last week's game against Bustleton. Tight contest the whole way, just getting the edge at the end, and so important because you guys still. Uh, a sneaky chance to make the finals. What was that last 10 minutes like? Because that was really tense.
4: Uh, yeah, oh, very tense. The um, boys had a real good crack at it. Um, and um, credit to Busterton, too. They came came down and had a red-hot dip, too. And it was a um, great game to watch, actually. Mm. So, yeah, enjoyable.
1: Now, mate, you're a very important part of the Kerry Park machine. Jerry. How's the leg gone, and when can we see you back?
4: Uh, so, yeah, um small fracture in the fibula, mate. Uh, I won't tell you which leg. I'll keep that.
1: No, I'd so keep that to yourself, know, mate. <laughs> no, I would have said I had a sore shoulder.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping the boys can um, keep winning, mate, and we will be back for the first week at finals, mate.
0: So what's that like being on the sidelines at the moment? Because it would be frustrating.
4: Uh, very, mate. Yeah, you obviously want to be out there and um, slugging out with the boys and that. But um, uh, Richie and... Tim, coach staff, keeping busy on the boundary line, mate. So, yeah, it's good. Still very heavily
1: involved. Mm. Now, mate, Kerry Parker have had a tough run of injuries this this year mm-hmm. in particular. Apart from yourself, were you just about getting back to full strength or we still got a, a lot to come back in?
4: Um, Well, yeah, that'll be the good thing about this week, mate. Um, we will get Rory O'Brien and Sam Reid back mm. from state duty. So they're a couple of very handy inns, mate. They're a lot of experience. Um, and, yeah, Barrow and myself, I think, will be pretty much full strength, which is good just coming into the right time of the season.
1: Speaking of Rory O'Brien, he's been a big pick out. But, um, how's he around the club? His experience must be uh, worth his weight in gold.
4: Uh, exactly, mate. Um, just the way he talks to the boys and um, helps coach on the field and also often also his pr- professionalism. Um, is just a great thing for this, especially the younger guys at the club to really lean on. And also having him there... Um, doesn't make me the slowest player at the club anymore, so <laughs> <laughs> that's always <really> a <the> plus.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hey, Jordan Wallum, very strong hands, isn't he, in that? I watched him against South. Add that to Wilkie and Carter. A fair bit of strength, goalkeeping strength up forward.
4: Yes, uh, so yeah, especially the last few weeks, and it's probably why it's correlated in wins is um, getting our forward line uh, to function and... We um, seemed to be fine to get the ball in, but we weren't quite converting the score, so the boys have been working really hard at training uh, on our structures and actually utilising them because obviously three pretty big weapons down there. Um, and, yeah, as we come to full strength, it's also a bit of a luxury to get cuts down in the forward line and not steal them in the midfield. So, yeah, it's very good.
1: Would it be fair to say um, Barnard would be looking for a few goals out of that midfield? It's been, you know, It's either been Wilkie or Wallum, but there hasn't been a consistent flow of goals from the midfield?
4: Uh, definitely, mate. He, um, I think he brings it up every um, team meeting before the game. every game, mate. Yeah, it's definitely something we are working on. Um, but, yeah, definitely something we can keep working on.
0: Friday, Arvo, this is Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane here at the South West Triple M. And at the moment, oh, jeez, we've got ourselves a good guest, haven't we? Jackson Bell. He is from the Kerry Park Football Club. Bit special, this lad. Yeah, mate, he can play footy. There's no oh, yeah. doubt about that. Oh, yeah. So what's the mood
1: around the club like, um... You're sitting on, you know, destiny's in your own hands. If you lose a game, you're probably not going to make finals. So you've got to, what's the mood around like there? Do you think you can actually, obviously think you can make it, but is it a good, solid vibe?
4: Um, yeah, the boys were really up and about, especially um, probably had a bit of a lean run during the middle, but um, the last couple of weeks we had a couple of wins. And like you said, mate, pretty much it's in our control. We, As long as we keep winning, especially this week, uh, I think if we win, we'll, go equal on points with Bunbury mm-hmm. um, and still to play Margaret River in HBL. And I think Bunbury also play Margaret River in that. So I think, it's really, yeah, the ball is in our court and the, the guys are excited for the challenge because we know if we winning winning, uh, we don't have to rely on other games going our way. So if we do lose, then we probably, then we the ball kind of, we do drop the ball a bit. We do have to rely on other wins, but the boys are just pumped to, yeah, had destiny in their own hands, I guess you could
1: say. Speaking of Bunbury, last time you played them, it was, I went and watched the first half and then had a function to go to. In the first half, very competitive and then I looked at the scoreline they ran away from you. What did they do different in that second half to sort of open that gap?
4: Uh, yeah, um, I think we probably just dropped off our, on our pressure in the second half. I think um, I think they started to gel. They, um, they switched the ball really well. Um, they got a and just their generals down back, uh, Justins and uh, Kane Boomman just really came into the game and really negated our ability to score and our rebounding office. So we'll put in some plans together for that on Sunday.
1: Does Barney, does he very much concentrate on the other side or has he got plan B and then goes, we'll play our game. If something goes wrong, then we'll shift into that plan B? Uh,
4: it's very much we... Like if we we believe if we put our structures in place um, and our game plan, we can we we think we're more than better than any side in the comp. Um, definitely, we'll definitely put into times into a few players on the opposition side with our matchups. But other than that, yeah, we pretty much we go in pretty confident with how
0: we're going to play, mate. And you mentioned, uh, of course, getting two players back this weekend, Rory o- O'Brien being one, but Sam Reid being the other one. Stellar season this guy has had so far. I mean, real top-quality defender, isn't
4: he? Yeah, the best thing about Reedy is he's um, is the old-school defender. He can re- rely on him. I don't think he's had... I wouldn't. I don't think it would be anyone who's kicked multiple goals on him mm. all year. He probably goes under the, under the radar a bit, and it was good to see him get recognised with state selection because... Uh, very highly rated at our club but probably doesn't get the accolades. Now we um, from other clubs.
1: We called a game very early in yes. the year and it was about 40 degree heat. <laughs> Sam Reed had a long sleeve jumper on but there was a reason Dan couldn't work it out but there was a reason for that wasn't there.
4: Yeah, so um, I think Reed is blaming the Coffee steward, so yeah, his, his long sleeve came, but his short sleeve didn't come, unfortunately, so <laughs> he got stitched up pretty
0: hard there. I was just worried yeah, was, for him. It was about 28 degrees that day. It was the Anzac day. No, he was, was questioning Belly. No, I about. wasn't questioning him. I just thought it was very unusual that you'd be the one out there with the long sleeves, no one else. I'm thinking, well, okay, that's good for him, but nonetheless, as I said, real good player he's been this season. Oh, mate, outstanding. Yeah, all right, so this weekend, as we've talked about so far in this uh, in this show, Huge game coming up Sunday, the Nani Family Cup. Kerry Park on the road, taking on Bunbury. Just a quick hop, skip and a jump, really, to Payne Park. It's going to be a cracking game. 2.30 start on Sunday for that one. Jackson, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. A real pleasure to have you on our show. And fingers crossed for your sake that we can get you towards the finals.
4: Alright, lads. Thanks Uh heap having me on the show. The
0: latest on sport in the southwest. out of bounds, Triple M. Now, into this weekend's games of football. Uh, we're talking, obviously, just there with Jackson about this weekend's game for Kerry Park up against Bunbury. Massive game. They're still technically in with a shot. Um, a lot's going to have to go right for them, but if they win this... You just don't
1: know, do you? Oh, and it's just a final come early for them. Mm. Uh, but the players would love the challenge of that yeah. too. They'll be ruined the fact earlier on the season that they dropped a couple that they probably could have been in. But they've just had that run of injuries that um, have hurt them so much. Uh, Bunbury, a bit... What's that word I'm oh, looking this for? this is going to be good. Uh, a bit up and down. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, Why do you wait with
0: that? Because I didn't know what word you were actually yeah, hunting yeah. for there. I'll find that in my oh, okay. little cranny dictionary in the minute. For a second, other thing is was like anachronistic. And I'm like, I don't think that's oh, even a uh, word. No. That, no. I, I even know Enigmatic. Enigmatic. Oh, enigmatic. Enigmatic. Uh, that's the word I'm looking for. From anachronistic to enigmatic. I yeah. like it. yeah. it's that, They're a little yeah, enigmatic. Yeah, I suppose you're right
1: there. Yeah. Anyway, that's getting back to um, <laughs> off the train. But they... Uh, um, at their very best, uh, they're as good as any side in the competition, yeah. but they just they fell away a little bit at times. Uh, last week would have been a great hit out for him, yeah. and that Eaton game would have been a great hit out of them. Maybe that's what they needed, two real tough, hard games to go. Hang on, we're getting into the serious end of it, and um, they're going to meet another one this weekend, but
0: I think they'll beat Kerry Park. Okay, that's the Nani Family Cup, by the way, happening on Sunday. 2.30 start for that one. Uh, the other game on Sunday... First and second, this is massive. Brunswick Oval, HBL versus Donnybrook. Big question, isn't it? Can Donnybrook take it up to HBL?
1: Yeah, that's a huge question. Yeah. Um, HBL coming off a massive outing last weekend, where they just had all the footy and well, both um, sides coming off big wins. Aren't yeah, they? well, that's right, exactly yeah. right. So, yeah. and Donnybrook would like their chances. I mean, they're big game players. They proved that last year uh, up against the HBL side that hasn't got too many weaknesses. I think in HBL on that one, though, Daniel, how are you looking?
0: (sighs) Yeah, I think they will win. Uh, Donnybrook have won six of their last seven. So they've had an amazing back half of the season. But HBL at home, very strong side. Very hard to see them losing this game, dependent on the weather. I think
1: the last time they played, too, from memory, it was very close towards the end. I know HBL bounced out to a very quick start. Yes. And that'll be something that uh, a Burgess will be saying. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we're saying, hang on, they got off to a good start and then we push back.
0: We now yeah. can't let them do that. Yeah. So. I was at that game. It was a real good game of footy. Donnybrook, Donnybrook probably should have been able to go over the top of them in the second half because they did have a sensational, I think, from memory, their third quarter was really, really good. But uh, HBL just managed to hang on I in notice, that
1: one. I um, Hug didn't play last week, so we're hoping he's in this week. Okay. He's, he's, uh, yeah. he's
0: a big in for Donnybrook. We'll keep our fingers crossed. The three Saturday games. Let's start with Augusta Market River and Collie at Gloucester Park. Not an easy one, this one, for Augusta Market River.
1: Not at all. Collie are in real good order. would be interested to see how mentally they are, whether they go... Okay, we we can't make the finals, but mathematically they probably still can. I'm not quite sure how. I haven't done the maths oh, on that. But touch and go. it'd yeah, be a, yeah. a huge ask. Yes, but Mugs would be flying high after last weekend. I should imagine, and uh, a great well, it's a great contest down there. We watched Donnybrook go down and um, get marks quite easy in that first half. Yeah. Um, I don't think Jamo will let that happen again.
0: Wouldn't thought so. Um. I might go for Mark's just cuz it's at home. Yeah, I would think they'd get that one done. South Bunbury and Busselton, twilight game at Hans Oval. Yeah, going to be an
1: interesting one both these clubs are struggling, aren't they? There's yep. no doubt about that. Uh since about what round 4 or something south have just fallen off the pace. Yeah. Um well, fallen off the cliff really, <laughs> but um is that a good I think that's a good analogy, sort of analogy yeah, I like that. Um, and uh, and Busserton, and have showed bits and pieces where they can play their very best footy, and then they'll go missing for a whole quarter. So, mm. more—it's well, all about pride on the line. I that South thing. If I was coaching South, if I was involved in South, the yeah. South score last week would have uh, sat more in my gut than the not scoring a goal one. Yeah. That twenty odd goals is a massive—it's yeah. a massive loss. So they would be. All fired up, but gee, i tell you what, Boston, a big chance in that one.
0: Yep, and then uh, Eaton Boomers uh, taking on the Harvey Bulls. That's uh, another twilight game happening on Saturday. I mean, you'd pretty much say that the Eaton Boomers should get that one, I get that one done. I would
1: you think they'd do that quite easily down there. Um, they they showed last week um, they are a very good football mm. side. When you've got Jeddah that pops up and kicks five and great hands, and then you've got Humphrey standing next to him, and the likes, and they've got that support from in the yeah. in the middle of the ground. They are a very tricky side to stop. The only thing I did notice with Eaton last week, they do do that. They go for 10 minutes where they are absolutely breathtaking. And then off and, the boil a bit. And then
0: they just drop off a mm. little bit. It's uh, just important for them to, see, to get a bit of consistency this weekend. And absolutely. If they play with consistency, look out. Oh, absolutely right. Round 15 this weekend, as we said, the highlight HBL and Donnybrook on Sunday. Bunbury and Kerry Park, the Nani Family Cup happening on Sunday as well. Out of bounds, Triple M.